It's episode 86 of Destination Tokyo, the podcast that's here Monday to Friday with myself, Mark Shardlow. Thanks for downloading and thanks again for those of you who've subscribed and followed and being part of the Destination Tokyo team. Well, talking of teams, there are quite a few team announcements in the coming days, so it's promising to be a very busy few weeks in the Olympic and Paralympic world. For today's podcast, I have a legend, some might say Paralympic royalty. I helped England footballer Ellen White and Paralympic gold medal winner Richard Whitehead with the recording of this a few days ago for their podcast, Track and Ball. So this is a taster of a much longer interview on the Track and Ball podcast. It's David Weir. He's won six Paralympic gold medals and eight London marathons. It was the London Marathon, really, where he became best known. A wheelchair athlete who's competed at all distances from 100 metres to 26 miles and won medals at them all. And he was the flag carrier at the end of that remarkable summer in London in 2012. But in 2016, he won nothing at the Rio Games and retired, claiming he was belittled by a coach when GB failed to qualify for a relay final. British Athletics described that as a frank exchange of views between Weir and the coach. Well, David Weir talks about a lot of things in the podcast, but his mental issues following Rio were quite striking. The last few years after to Rio was probably the worst time of, of, of my life. Um, I just felt everything was going downhill and it was just spiralling out of control. And uh, there were some points that I just didn't want to be here anymore, to be honest. There was there was thoughts in my head that, you know, what's the point of being on this on this planet? And probably if I didn't meet my partner now, I don't know where I'd be, to be honest. Um, and plus with, with and having my kids as well, you know, they were, they were my biggest thing in the back of my head, you know. Um, but it really stemmed probably, you know, the pinnacle was, was in Rio. I felt like I didn't have any help at all. You know, I, I felt like I was a machine that has done its best now and now it's time to retire and forgotten about. That's how I felt. I felt like I, you know, I've won, I think, 26 medals in total. For, that's not even including the Europeans, I don't think. I can't remember, but I've won a lot of medals and won marathons. And I just felt like after Rio, I just didn't get no support at all. Um, and for me, I thought it was the sport that was making me depressed. You know, when, when a coach is telling you that you're not worthy to wear a GB vest, you know, pretty much do not ever come and compete again because of what you've done. She didn't know what I'd done. You know, I did the relay to help the team. I didn't have to do the relay, you know. And for me, to someone to accuse me that I'd, I'd done it on spite and slowed down on purpose. It's not me. Did No one yeah. asked me, are you okay? Are you all right? What's wrong with you? They accused me straight away. The only person that asked me in Rio when it literally happened because people, so many people saw it, was Tanny Gray. She said, and what was the scenario, Dave? What was that scenario that you're just talking about there? Well, we went to the European Championships before that and we did really well as a team as the relay. And they said, would you do the relay? You know, you're definitely going to do the relay in Rio. I said, yeah, of course I will. I help the team. I do my races, but I said, I'm not going to focus on it because, you know, my races are more important, but I will do the team because we can win a medal. Yeah, of course I'm going to win a medal for the team. I, you know, that's me. I want to win as many medals as I can possibly can in my career. Literally, my my races didn't go well before the relay. And I had a chat with Paula Dunn two days before uh, 
the, the day before the relay and she said to me um should we pull you from the relay and concentrate on the marathon i said no you can't do that because you brought out a young athlete just for the relay who's going to take my spot there's no one to take my spot you can't do that it's not very fair on you you know i could have gone yeah all right if i really wanted to be spiteful and horrible mm. to them people i could have just gone and took the easy route and gone yeah all right then. instead i turned up at the track not mentally focusing not nothing didn't feel right on warm-up, but I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to let the team down. You know, I could have pulled out a warm-up said, don't feel right, don't want to do it. Now, more what that would have called World War Three then, again, wouldn't it? So, mm-hmm. I was in a no-win situation. So, I go and do my lap. I had no energy, nothing, couldn't get up to speed. And, you know, and then I go back to the warm-up track and, you know, the, the head coach is running up to me saying, I'm a disgrace for GB, I should never wear a shirt again. It just, yeah, it was the worst feeling ever. Do you know when everyone is looking at you, like they think I've I've thrown the race or I've done this on purpose. I'd never do that to the team. That's not in my no. makeup. Mm. You know, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, a born, I'm a born mm. fighter, and I, I'm I'm you know I've been brought up on the council stuff to win, and that and that's that's me, and it hurt me. It was the biggest thing that, and I think after that, my mental health just went down and down and down and down. And when I got back. It was, um, see, I get a bit emotional take, talking about it because it's, I know that's where it, when, I had it before that, but I know that's when it was starting. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, every time I went out, I felt like everyone was looking at me. You threw that brace, you was out of all. That's what I felt like. Everyone on the street, I felt like that. So I, I pretty much, you know, had meetings with British Athletics and they said they'll do an investigation. You know, I could have. Uh, money by the story but I didn't I'd done it the proper way I'd done it you know legit I I wanted them to do it the proper way and the outcome was there wasn't enough evidence even though there was a hundred people on the warm-up track to see it so it 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 it, it killed me and once I got that decision I, I just thought I don't even want to race anymore that's David Weir speaking to track and ball podcast with Ellen White and Richard Whitehead And go check out the full 45 minutes or so of that Track and Ball podcast. And you can also see it on YouTube. And great listen and great watch it is too. And all the best for David Weir. Talking there about his problems after Rio 2016. But he's hoping to make Tokyo 2021. Thanks very much for listening. Back with a plethora of team announcements next week. And until next time, see you soon. Bye bye.